Peace, peace, peace. I am Philip Roundtree, and you're tuned into episode 28 of Hashtag You Good Man. In this episode, we're going to be discussing the ideas of joy and gratitude and perfectionism and, and why the former joy and gratitude is so important to our ability to spiritually connect not only with others, but with ourselves and how perfectionism often gets in the way of that. Full disclosure, for those who know me, you know that I've applied to two PhD in social work programs and I was recently rejected by by my second second school, which was Rutgers. I had initially been rejected by NYU. And although I'm upset, right, I look at me being upset as a beautiful thing because it was a point in time where I was unable to to manage my emotions when I was confronted with whether it's undesirable uh, situations, undesirable results. And so I'm glad that I was able to to have expectations, to desire to want to achieve and desire to want to experience something in life. So often we we play it safe. We don't want to get too high. We want to we don't want to get too low. We want to be even keel. Maybe that's good in the sports arena, but in real life it can be detrimental to our wellness because we'll never truly be able to appreciate the highs when they happen. And then the lows which will come, we we won't have the skill set to to be able to work through those situations. And so you know, with those rejections, I'm still able to find the positive in them. And so, you know, I'm, I'm happy about where I'm going as far as my socio-emotional development. So, but when I was living in a state of perfectionism, I would attach myself to the result. And so this rejection that took place from NYU and from Rutgers, I would look at it as a as not only a character defect, I would look at it as me not being intellectually capable of handling the rigors of a PhD program. And so I would further push myself down the well of shame, which many of us men do, because this idea of masculinity uh, where we have to we have to have results, especially when we live in this day of time where it's about results, it's about results, it's about results. We lose sight of the process. And so the process can be difficult. The process can invoke evoke emotions that both those that we we love, which is happiness, joy, and also those that we really don't want to experience, which is sorrow, sadness, and frustration. But it's important that we know with regards to perfectionism that it, it suits us none. It suits us none. It doesn't get us anywhere. What we need to do, we need to adopt an, an, a lifestyle of healthy striving, right? Because healthy striving doesn't mean that we don't strive to, to attain or achieve the things that we desire, but it means that we recognize that Whatever the end result will be, it's not a reflection of who we are. Now, it may be a reflection of our skill set, which means we may need to hone or improve or how how we're learning or, you know, how we're approaching the situation. That's completely different. But this idea of of lacking self-worth as a result of what we didn't achieve or as a result of me not getting into into these schools, we need to really do away with and work through. Um, 
you know, as so often we find ourselves in, in this state of, of life paralysis where we're afraid to put ourselves out there. That's also what perfectionism can do. Perfectionism, you know what? We're not going to put ourselves out there emotionally, but we're, what we're going to do is we're going to continue. Uh, we think we're putting ourselves out there, but in actuality, we're, we're we're really not really even engaged in the process when we are attaching ourselves to the results as a result of of perfectionism because we're disconnected from self. That's another idea that comes from perfectionism because we're not allowing ourselves to emote. We're not allowing ourselves to feel. And so when we're going through this, um, we're going full steam ahead. But ultimately, at its conclusion, this is when we're we're suffering most. This is when the emotions come, because what happens is we've neglected to uh, uh, allow ourselves to feel throughout this process. But then the result is we're going to feel and we're going to feel at depths of despair, which we otherwise might not have felt if we would have allowed ourselves to feel during the process and not attached ourselves to the results. And so, you know, again, I'm glad that I'm not living in this idea of 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 life paralysis that uh, I'm able to continue to work on on me and continue to grow self. And that took time. That took practice. That took months and months of therapy. It's not easy, but it's something that we work on in our daily lives. What can we do? We can adopt mantras. Right. We can adopt mantras that says, listen, I am more than enough. I am more than enough. There's something to be said about repetition and mantras where we might actually convince ourselves of these things, even if we don't believe it. That's why I I do believe that mantras are powerful. Now, we have to put in the action behind it. Right. So I I can sit here and say to the cows come home, I'm more than enough. But now I have to. How am I going to show myself that I'm more than enough as I work to bring myself back from this idea of perfectionism that impacts many men? So, again, that took me going to therapy. That took me addressing uh, historical trauma that addressed me. uh, that, That took me addressing some some character traits that I needed to improve upon. I need to be a better a better listener, not only to others, but to myself. I had to listen to my feelings. I had to I had to start working on relationships that, you know, primary relationships. We're talking about with family members. We're talking about with friends where I showed myself and showed up to where I can say I am enough. So behind the mantra, the work has to come as well. And so that gets into the idea of joy and gratitude, because this is another way to combat perfectionism. In the men's group that I was holding, it was a gentleman. He he discussed how his father had passed away in the fall and how his mother uh, was experiencing Alzheimer's. And, we, you know, our hearts went out to him. We definitely felt what he was saying. And so it was a great example of joy and gratitude Right. Because and how important it is as in our human experience on a day to day basis. So often we're looking for the extraordinary, especially in this, in the days of social media, where we have to put up the dopest pick. 
right? We have to throw so many filters on our pick. We have to have the best angles. We have to have the, the, the cutest girl, the coolest homie in our pictures. We have to have the iced out bling or we have to show how intelligent we are because we're speaking in front of masses, right? And, and, and just this idea of the extraordinary that we're chasing so we can get the likes. But in talking to this brother, it, it struck me that the extraordinary comes in the most ordinary of moments. And so I asked him, I said, listen, can you hearken back to a time just when you were in the car with your father and you might have been going to the grocery store to go pick up something to drink, pick up something to eat, go into a baseball game or getting dropped off at school? And he said, yeah, I can remember those. And those moments are some of the, the most important moments that I cherish. And that was it right there. The extraordinary lie takes place in the ordinary. Those are the moments that are going to stand out. You know, when my time has come, my daughter is going to remember those days when, you know, I took her to go get water ice. Right now, it's just a, a, a ordinary day. But the value, unfortunately, tends to come once we're out of these situations and we can't experience them. And so that's why we not only need to say thank you and, and you know, show gratitude to others, but we need to show gratitude and, sh and be joyous in self in the moments that we experience. Even with this, this podcast that I run, I, I often get people who say, you know, thank you for the content. It's so, I'm so appreciative of it. And it's been hard for me to find joy and find gratitude in what it is that I'm doing. Why? Because I'm not the Joe Button podcast, right? I don't have the millions of followers, but I have one. Right. I have one or just me being present in the moment that I'm able to convey my thoughts. Being able to convey your thoughts is something that we all take for granted. Speaking is something that we all take for granted. And so as it gets more intricate, as we start talking about our relationships and our careers and the various aspects that make us us, sometimes we have to just be present in the moment and just say, I'm just thankful to be right here right now where I am. I'm sitting here looking at my brother right now, right? He died at 24 years of age. And you say, how, how am I looking at him? So I had my brother, you know, my brother was cremated. And so I have his ashes right, right here. And so I'm thinking at 24 years of age, he lost his life. Here I am at 35, about to be 36, still alive, still breathing. Just to, just the simple moments, the simple moments that we miss out on, because, again, we're, we're trying to 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 get what's ours. What they say is what's ours. Go get what's yours. Well, I have what's mine and it's right here. It's right here in this very moment. And so that's something that we need to be mindful of. It's something that we need to practice, because imagine if we were present in every situation that we were in, when we're with our significant other, when we're with our children, when, when we're at work. Now, so I, get, I get how work is. Listen, sometimes you wanna be the furthest thing away from work, but then that means, you know what? I have to address something. That means there may be some underlying issues that I need to address to understand why I'm unable to be present at work or no matter what the situation is. 
And so with simple things that we can do to practice this idea of of joy and gratitude, because, again, it's such a, a spiritual uh, a, a spiritual connection that we that we get with self. I was talking to a friend of mine and she said that she was going to go watch the full moon outside of her home. And I, I texted her. I said, well, go ahead. That's cool. That's what's up. Do it barefoot outside. Like barefoot. Barefoot? <laughs> like Soldier Boy. Barefoot. And it was just like, you know what? Again, it's about connecting. Connecting to the environment is is one of the most amazing things that we can do uh, uh, willingly. Right. Where we I can just step outside my door. I can step on the concrete. I can step from the concrete to the grass and just appreciate how immaculate just that idea of dirt and grass is. If you're lucky to be in a neighborhood that has trees and just being able to inhale and exhale and just watch the view. It helps center you. It helps centers you. It helps work. It helps quell anxiety the more you're able to be present. It helps quell depression, the more you're able to interact with your environment, to interact with the atmosphere that you're in or the people that you're, that you're around. One of the reasons I love going to Uncle Bobby's coffee shop is because I just get to be present. I get to be engaged in thoughtful conversation with other people around me, which often we take for granted. It's, it's no wonder why many of our youth are are experiencing depression and anxiety because in reality they're disconnected from people the social media has this idea of a faux connection where we feel really connected with people but think about it write a list of your of your 5,000 social media friends who you can call and have a conversation with who you can say hey let's meet up for lunch and just talk that list dwindles significantly. And so that's why it's, it's of the utmost importance that we find ways to connect. Erica Badu, she's saying, I can make you put your phone down. Imagine if we put our phone down. I was looking, ironically, I was looking on Instagram at people who were at uh, LMA's concert two weeks ago here in Philly. And I saw my friend, she had her, her phone up recording and so did everybody else. And I was just like, this is where we are. Why can't we just have this moment for us? Why do we have to have the moment for everybody else to see that we can post on social media? Why can't we just take this moment in? And then when we need to call on this ordinary moment where I was at a concert just having fun, I'm even more appreciative of it. Now, I know some of the argument is going to be, well, you know what? Now you can bring up your phone. But yeah, you can and you can relive it, but it's not going to have that same feel. It's not going to have that same energy. I was at a flower tree, probably one of the last concerts I was at. I was at a flower tree concert and the crowd was just vibing. You got your arms around people who who you don't even know. You singing with people you don't even know. And you just there engulfed in the moment. And that moment will never happen again, no matter how hard I try to replicate it. But I'm appreciative for being in that moment. So we need to practice it more. And one of those things is, is that we can do is to engage with the environment. We can start a gratitude journal. 
we can get out a journal and just list the things that you're thankful for. Some people say, some people, it can be so difficult, right? It can be so difficult. And that's when you have to start from the bare minimum, the bare minimum, the basics. Listen, I have 10 fingers, or in my case, I have 12 fingers for those who don't know. I have 10 toes. We take this for granted because I'm sure there's an Iraqi war vet who who gave his limbs for our freedom, who would love to have not eight fingers, but 10, right? And so starting with that list, and then it could be as detailed as you would like. I'm appreciative for the You Good Man podcast and the the one person who listens or the 200th person who listens or the 4,000th Instagram follower I have. I'm appreciative for them. I'm appreciative for myself. I'm appreciative for my daughter. I'm appreciative for the library being open for hours that I need to work. I'm appreciative for the gym. Again, it sounds corny. It does. But again, if we don't take these moments to appreciate what we have and who we are inside, then how are we ever going to appreciate the external the way that we need to? We're talking about gratitude meditation. You can go, you could get some some soft, low, I love lo-fi hip-hop. Like, that's one of the things I've been on. It's, it's just a smooth, calming vibe. Or you can go get whatever music allows you to meditate. Some people can meditate and chill with rock and roll, with loud noise or what have you. Difficult for me. You know, I think difficult for most men, but, you know, just find that, find that, that, that sound, or it could just be silence where you can sit and say, and list the things that I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for the birds. I'm thankful for the trees. I'm thankful. Because again, we start ourselves out in an emotional deficit when we wake up. So many of us. And how does that happen? As soon as we wake up, we're picking up the phone and we're getting on social media, right? We're getting on social media, putting ourselves in an emotional deficit because it might be an article that we see that somebody posts on Facebook. It might be a post of a missing child that somebody posts and you're automatically giving your energy away to the outside world instead of honing and cultivating it before you enter the outside world. And so what happens is as we go forward throughout our day, because we are going to experience trials and tribulations and situations, we should have, you know, the light's going to turn red when we we wanted we got somewhere to be. And so we might get frustrated. And so we're digging ourselves more and more and more into an emotional deficit. And then it's no wonder by the end by, by the end of the night that we're exhausted, that we're physically, mentally, spiritually and emotionally spent. For some of us, it happens by noon depending on what you're engaging in. And so again, this is when we need the joy and the gratitude to to find its way in. This is where being present is so critical because we don't want our, our, our wellness quad to be exhausted. We have to recognize the idea that, that again, we're enough, that we're sufficient. When we talk about perfectionism, talk about joy and gratitude is to talk about the idea of scarcity, that there's not enough, 
There's never enough time. It reminds me of Jesse Spano. There's never any time. There's never any time. And then she went and got caffeine pills <laughs> that were drugs back then. Now I take caffeine pills to make sure that I'm energized and to make sure that I'm exhausted. It just, it's just funny how life cycle is. But this idea of scarcity, we have enough out here. There's enough for everybody. Like, like, like he said, and, and paid in full. Uh, who was it, Mitch? Everybody eats, B. Everybody, it's room for everybody to eat. But when we only where we're following a thousand people and we see 50 people every day and we see their posts day in and day out. And so we see the student loan doctor on vacation or we see Joseph Wilson on the Van Lathan podcast. And I'm speaking for myself because this is as vulnerable and as transparent as I can be. I get frustrated. I get frustrated. Phil, you're not doing enough. Phil, there's not a lot of these resources out here are being taken up. They're being taken by everybody. And it's just like, then I have to, again, say stop. See, that's one of the strategies that I use to quell my anxiety. I literally say stop. This is ridiculous. And then I laugh and then I continue on. But I, I had to learn the strategies to help me deal with this idea of scarcity that's alleged to exist, that's promoted day in and day out. And so if I've and there's been times where I found myself where, you know what, I see somebody winning a lot. I'm so happy for them, but I can't watch them anymore. This doesn't mean I like them any less of a person or I don't champion what it is that they do. But I know for my wellness quad. That I'm not capable at this point of following E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher, of following Gary V, of following Nehemiah Davis, of following certain people, because I just know I'm a competitor at heart, too. And so I know, even though they say competition is bad, listen, or, or they say it, it can be unhealthy, which it can be. Right. If it, if it continues to manifest itself and that's your driving factor. See, I'm not driven by competition, but competition definitely plays a part because I don't believe I would have gotten here to where I am today if I wasn't competitive. Right. If I wasn't competitive, if I, if I didn't want to have, uh, you know, the best scores, the best grades. I'm really in competition with myself when you think about it, when we break it down. But again, it's this idea of scarcity, which has caused me to, listen, unfollow people because I value my wellness more than I value uh, just following somebody to see what happens in their life. The selective moments that we choose to share. I value myself too much for that. And so me working on scarcity and perfectionism and extending more joy and gratitude to myself is a daily process. It's an hour by hour by hour process, something that I continue to work on, something that you will continue to work on if this is something that you live with. Again, this isn't every man that exists, but I know it's I, I feel comfortable in saying for ninety nine point nine percent of the men who 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 have grown up in hip hop culture. Right. Certain tenets of masculinity push us to the idea of perfectionism where we have to chase the goal. We have to conquer and so in the midst of conquering, we hurt women, we hurt men, we hurt ourselves. All because we're trying to conquer and we're trying to achieve. 
right? And so again, the idea of thinking about loss, right? Thinking about loss. How is loss impacting you? A lot of us run away from loss. We run away from those feelings related to it, right? Because it's scary. It hurts to feel to feel that queasiness in your stomach, to cry. But again, with loss, we find so we can find so much joy, so much gratitude, but it shouldn't take loss. It shouldn't take loss. But unfortunately, it does. Right. Because we are human and we have been conditioned right to appreciate things once they're gone. And so we just have to cultivate those ideas of joy and gratitude in the face of perfection and scarcity. And so just to go back over some of the, the tangible things that you can do to to enhance joy and gratitude. Again, walk outside barefoot, take a walk, take a run. Start a gratitude journal. Do some grateful meditations. Call somebody up and just say, I'm appreciative of you. I'm appreciative. I'm appreciative of those who, who tune in to listen. It means a lot to me. I'm appreciative of myself for allowing myself to be as expressive as I am. Right. And also unfollow. Unfollow people that might jeopardize your wellness. It has nothing to do with your relationship with that individual, but it has everything to do with your relationship with self. And so, listen, I, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. As always, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Phil underscore Quadify, Q-U-A-D-E-F-Y. We that's on Instagram. That's on Twitter. We got Facebook.com slash Philip MSW. You can check out the YouTube channel, Quadify LLC. Check the link tree on in my Instagram bio or check my website, QuadifyLLC.net for some dope merch. I also do a wellness coaching. So listen, man, I appreciate you guys. Peace.